0: Welcome to episode four of the Fortnite podcast. Today I've got Jake Doherty, founder of Dairy Dairy. We discuss turning crisis into opportunity, moving from running tour guides to virtual cooking experiences, and how beer makes everything better. Welcome to the Fortnite podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jake. It's really good to have you on. Um, if uh, you'd like to start by kind of introducing yourself and kind of what you are doing right now.
1: Well, Sam, first of all, thank you for having me today on the fortnight. This is an incredible honor. Um, I'm originally from South Louisiana, Lafayette, uh, and then I went to college in Atlanta, Georgia, where I studied uh, European history. I tried to get a job but after university, uh, but pretty much the only person that was hiring was Taco Bell, and I wasn't really good at making tacos. So yeah. I went back to New Orleans, worked down in the French Quarter in New Orleans for a little bit, bartending and bar backing. And I met a girl from London and she was real pretty. And so I said, I'm gonna come with you back to London. And so I went to London where I met her boyfriend which was very unpleasant. <laughs> and um, yeah, I stayed there for a little bit, fell in love with the city but I realized I couldn't stay for very long cause they were gonna kick me out. So came okay, back to the States, made a life choice right there 23 years ago and I moved to Europe. I've lived in uh, Austria, Italy, Switzerland and Holland. But my home, I call, is Garmisch-Partenkirchen, Germany. I've been here the longest. I keep coming back to this little town. There's a small American military base here. I could always get a job. I can get my English fix, you know, my expat fix. There's always a bunch of Americans to hang out with and talk about how much we miss cheeseburgers and hot dogs. And I really like this town. I mean, we have the Alps in the background. The tallest mountain in Germany is right there. You can ski, snowboard, fish, kayak. Uh, mountain bike everything that I love so yeah I've been here the longest and I love it here and I'm now married with two kids So I'm definitely not going anywhere Sam.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it sounds amazing I, I was having a, a little look of the um, uh, of Garmish and yeah I mean it is really picturesque I'm a sucker for skiing as well so you've got all that there and yeah as you say you can always uh, kind of escape it a little bit and talk cheeseburgers with the expats. Yeah, exactly. so What did you think of uh, London when you were here?
1: Oh I love London. I lived just off of Trafalgar for about a week uh, on a couch. But uh, I've been to London probably in the entirety of my life. I've spent a good year and a half in London. It's just a great city. I can just spend days in the Tate. It's just an amazing amazing museum. It's just um that piece of paper where John Lennon wrote, you know, imagine. Oh gosh. It's just yeah. a great museum.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I I love the museums in uh, London like uh, I, I even just love going to like the science and natural history museum just for, like a day like oh, it's yeah. a good thing they're free as well yeah it's just an it's just a nice day out really um oh, so yeah um you from just speaking to you earlier um you use well you you still own a tour guide company is that correct uh, all things garnish
1: correct Sam yeah so what happened is when I met my now wife uh, i was working a part-time job and spending most of my time mountain biking and drinking beer and i realized that if i was going to keep this catch this beautiful woman i, I was gonna have to get a real job so i had throughout my time traveling around europe worked as a tour guide and a bartender and so i didn't want to open a bar uh, because i couldn't handle the cigarette smoke and mm-hmm. so i decided to open up a tour guide agency and it was called all things Garmish. and i was very blessed in this. Sense that when I opened, it was right as TripAdvisor was becoming a thing. And my very first client reviewed me on TripAdvisor. And that review was the first tour guide to be reviewed in Southern Germany. And so, boom, that was it. My search engine optimization went through the roof. My search, I didn't have to do any marketing. Yeah. I grew with TripAdvisor. And within this was 11 years ago, within a year, I had a staff of six. Um, all the way up to a staff of eight when we closed. And I had a second business that I opened up called Bavarian Beer Vacations as part of All Things garnish where we took people to, of course, the Oktoberfest and all the beer festivals and on ski trips and to Krampus where the evil demons would beat the crap out of people. Lots of fun. But yes, it was a blast until it all came kind of crumbling down. Yeah. It was, yeah, uh, yeah I was, my wife and I, we were living on cloud nine. We just bought a, a brand new Mercedes for the, for the business and, we had just got back from South Africa. It was March of 2020. Yeah. We got back March 6th, Sam. And by March 17th, I had given back over 120,000 in confirmed bookings uh, and had to pay back deposits of over 17,000 euros all within March 6th to March 17th. Yeah. By the 20th of, Oh, it was a nightmare. By the 20th of March, I had to bring in my staff. We had to, you know, a lot of tears were shed. A lot of beer, a beer was drunk. And we all kind of realized that we we're going to, have to part ways. Yeah, so, so I mothballed both of those businesses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like in that moment, because I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I was traveling at the time and I, yeah, we realized we were going to get stuck in Indonesia. So, yeah, we just had to come back. And yeah, I remember in the moment, you just, it's almost like you just haven't planned for it. You just don't know what's going on. Like what was going on through your head? Like how did you kind of immediately think right I don't think this is going to be good for now what am I going to be able to do in the next few months
1: well I put on my uh, dirty underwear and a white t-shirt that that is stained brown and spent a lot of time in bed <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was in a, a pretty serious funk and then my wife she took me outside and hosed me down and said go go find some friends drink a beer get out of this funk Yeah. And so I went and visited with some friends of mine and one of them owned a restaurant in Garmisch-Partenkirchen, Germany, where I live. And he was lamenting how he had to let go of all of his chefs and all of his staff. And I started kind of sitting there drinking with him and a couple other guys and started this idea started to form in my head. I was like, okay, if I'm going to survive this, I don't think tourism is going to be coming back for a while. And even when it does come back, it's not going to be a waterfall. It's going to be a trickle. So how am I going to keep food on the table for my two daughters and my wife? And when he, my friend Philip, said that he had to let go of all of his chefs, I thought, well, man, I'm not alone. There's other people in the same boat. And one of the things that was occurring, Sam, whenever all of this happened in March and in April, was the bigger tour guide companies that I was working for, such as Airbnb, Viatar, Expedia, Tours by Locals, those platforms were trying to pivot into virtual tourism where you could take a phone and, you know, show people new Schwanstein castle. And I thought that is horrible idea. It's just a horrible idea. I mean, go to YouTube, it's free. So that idea, though, kind of stuck with me. And when Philip said he was letting go of his chefs, I said, well, wait a minute. Why don't we do something with chefs? Why don't we do a virtual tour but with a chef and a chef can teach people how to cook? You know, and then the chef can be virtually in your kitchen so that if, you know, your oven gets too hot or you're boiling the sauce too long, they can tell you, be like, whoa, 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 Sam, stop, you're messing up. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that idea took shape. And that was the foundations of what became today, Diri Dari, which is our platform where chefs on board for free and they cook, I'm, I'm sorry, and they teach live interactive cooking courses to people around the world.
0: Oh yeah. I, I had a look at the website. I was looking at like the different experiences and I think as well with you guys, you don't just cater for adults. I saw you have like programs for kids as well, which I think, I think that is a unique selling point. I don't think I've seen that many other places. Um, Mm. So when you, when you started um, and you started onboarding chefs, like how, how was it initially? How did you kind of offer something different to kind of the other big time players, because obviously other, they were doing kind of the tour guide, virtual things, but there were some places that were also offering kind of interactive kicking courses.
1: Definitely. So the first thing I did was I didn't, it was just a nugget of an idea and I didn't know if it could go anywhere. So I called uh, a friend of mine uh, who had also worked in Garmisch Park in Kirken, Anthony Vandalen. And Anthony's a full stack programmer, uh, used to work for booking.com as a, a lead programmer. And so I called him up. I was like, hey, Anthony, listen, man, I got this idea. What do you think? Is it possible? And he's like, not only is it possible, I want to be a part of it. I was like, wow, all right. And then we realized we needed somebody else. We needed somebody to kind of handle the cooking aspect of it because I can barely make toast. So uh, we brought in a dear friend of mine who also is a garnisher, uh, and his name is Jonathan Graver, and he oversees six restaurants here in the Alps, so he's got the skill set. And he was very interested and wanted to be a part of it as well. And there's the three founders. We put our noggins together and we realized that, like you said, how are we going to be competitive? How are we going to make this work? Well, the first thing we realized, and two, which might have been detrimental, is we didn't want the Michelin-ranked chefs to come on the platform first. We could have approached them and probably got them on the platform pretty quick, but we didn't want them. We wanted to help. And so we went to the line chef, the sous chef, who is right now, you know, out of, out of work, they, they can't work. So we, we went to them first, you know, the, the, the mother, who's the chef who wants to spend more time with her kids or the dad who wants to throw the football with his son and not be in the industrial kitchen. We found them on social media, we're like, hey guys, it's free, come jump on. And they immediately jumped on, lashed onto it. And there's just a lot of energy that they bring to the table. And the next step we realized is like you said, Sam, we needed to find a way to make our niche. And so there's three things. That we do that's completely different and wonderful about Dar. And one is that we offer ingredient delivery in the United States. So if you book an experience with a chef to make a deconstructed chicken pot pie, let's just use that example, Chef Joshua Northcutt, and you live in our de- deliverable range, which is most of the United States now, you enter in your zip code and then you'll see the list of all the ingredients that you're going to need for that chicken pot pie and you can choose which ones you want, which ones you don't. If you don't want any, you don't have to choose any. Yeah. And so then if you choose the ingredients, we'll have them at your home delivered using your locally sourced grocery stores before your course with. The second thing we do, Sam, which is really cool, this was my favorite part, is we book it by households. So in other words, you want to make a chicken pot pie, but maybe you want to get your mom who lives in Yorkshire to jump in and make it with you right Right. so what you're going to do is book two households and then boom there's your mom there's you there's a chef and you guys get to come together and make a meal together and then once the chef gets you guys prepped the food ready and everything else he signs off and you can hang out with mom virtually and basically eat the chicken pot pie together so it's a great date night it's a great way for families and friends to connect and we're very very proud of that and the third thing that we do that's different from most of these other platforms is we have our own video conferencing it's embedded in our platform we don't use other video conferencing platforms such as zoom or others we have our own so in other words when you book an experience you have your own password protected page on diri-dari where you have your ingredient list your recipe videos and photos from your from your chef to help you prepare and get ready for the course itself and then on the day of the course on that page, boom, right there is your chef right in front of your face. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing. And is it possible for someone outside the United States to be able to book on?
1: One hundred percent. We have we had a booking just a couple of days ago from uh, a young man who was in South Africa and he wanted to connect with his girlfriend who was in California. And so, yes, definitely. You can book from anywhere in the world on our platform now there is some exception. some of the gcc countries right now because of our video conferencing we have to do a little work around but yeah you can book from anywhere in the world
0: yeah and how do so i'm I'm guessing you wouldn't be able to deliver the food but would you provide like a recipe list
1: correct what happens there is say you uh, wish to book an experience and you put in your zip code and it's going to say sorry you're not in our deliverable range we they're going to give you the recipe we're going to then give you the recipe and give you a list of ingredients and you have always contact with your chef we have an open chat feature between the customer and the chef so you can contact the chef and be like hey man what exactly is an artichoke heart i don't know what that is do i get it fresh or you know so you can communicate with the chef to make sure that you get the right stuff
0: yeah and have you been like use you, yourself as a business have you spoken to your chefs like are there any stories that have come out of this like because oh, I can, I can imagine some people were probably in a really dark place, and this has helped them and kind of brought them up. And as well as it, it's probably a for a lot of early early starting chefs, it's probably a way to kind of increase and learn their skills.
1: Oh, it's been, it's you know we've got a lot of great stories like Chef Rebecca, who's got two kids at home and you know lost her job at a catering service because of COVID nineteen and doesn't didn't know how she was going to put food on the table, so. When she onboarded, had no social media skills, and so we we have our own um, marketing agent, marketing person at Diri Diri, uh, Daisy Calizura, who is amazing, and Daisy basically takes all the chefs under her wing and teaches them how to market not just for Diri Diri, but themselves as their own brand, so that they can grow as a chef with Diri Diri. So yeah, it's we've been getting a lot of, of, of sad stories, a lot of chefs who had just lost everything like man there's this one chef i can't remember his name right now sam but he had a restaurant a mexican restaurant and had to close its doors and was working as a tax as an uber driver in new york city uh, just to you know make ends meet and he saw our ad on a social media platform and was like oh this is this is where i want to be and he is just doing a great job so yeah it's It's been, um, it's, we've been very lucky that we can do this, that we can help these chefs just pivot. Yeah, right. now. Yeah.
0: And you, and you're, I mean, they're from using your service and what you just said about helping them develop as chefs in this new digital and hybrid world is that they're going to be set up and ready for when kind of hopefully we go back to normal. They're going to be able to kind of go out there, build up their brand If they've still got kind of their, um, if they still got their restaurant, then it kind of be able to propel that into another dimension as well.
1: That's the goal. That is definitely the goal. And one of the great things about Diri Dari is even after, let's go post-COVID, there are chefs who do not want to be in the industrial kitchen every single night because they got kids at home or they got a loved one at home. So this is a great way for them to basically manage their calendar. They can maybe work one or two nights in the kitchen. But then three or four nights they can work on the platform so they can be in their home in their own kitchen with the kids running around and still working and so it's a lot of fun like a great example rebecca was doing a brownie course and her two daughters are running in the background she's like mama's trying to work (laughs) screaming at her kids (laughs) and the customers were just loving it they were laughing and enjoying the entire atmosphere so yeah it's it's we're really lucky that this um platform can do this for the chefs.
0: yeah yeah I, I I love that story and I think even away, like just in work calls I think when you see stories of people's kids coming into the shots and like it, it, you don't need to be sorry it's just part of life now and it's a way of life and I think it's good that kind of it's becoming a lot more like the norm um it's just yeah it's just really good to hear and I think that kind of segues into my next question which was going to be with um, Derry Dari, where do you kind of see it going? Do you have any like future plans to kind of grow in different markets um, with different offerings?
1: Definitely. Well, our first step is in the United States. To basically, we have a marketing team over there in the United States. We just finished our beta in Philadelphia, and now we're live within the entire, you know, United States. Marketing teams out there getting the message across that this is a great way to connect with friends and family. We are offering a this summer a kids cook camp. Where kids between the ages of eight all the way up to 19 can spend three or five days with a chef, one hour a day, with kids their own age, three, between four and six kids, so they can meet and make new friends COVID safe. In other words, they can get together, meet new friends, learn kitchen skills, life hacks, meal planning with a chef, get their own little chef kit with the chef hat and all that kind of fun stuff. And then for kids older, uh, 17 to 19, what we're doing with that particular age group is we're trying to give them the skills to go out and live on their own, how to make a a really good ramen, how to actually cook that ham and cheese using an iron. So things like that, you know, but with that in mind, our next step, as far as a platform is we're bringing it to Germany. We have the ability, we still live here. I still live in Germany. Um, the three founders, all three of us, Anthony's in Berlin, Jonathan's here in Garmisch. So we have that ability to bring the platform to Germany. We're going to do that within the next six months. Yeah. Then we're going to bring the platform to the GCC. We are moving as fast as possible to get to Dubai, to the United Arab Emirates, and then Saudi Arabia and keep going all the way to Bahrain and all those countries. Excuse me. The reason being is it's just the market there. It's just, it's just waiting. And we have the advantage of having Daisy Calizura, who's in charge of our marketing, and she lives in Dubai and runs a amazing marketing agency there called Brand Maven. And when we pitched the idea of bringing it to Dubai, she got super excited. So we're going to be doing that within the next 12 months. We'll be in Dubai. And then we want to expand our marketing so that everybody anywhere in the United Kingdom, India, you know, parts of Africa can use our platform with the intention of as we grow, not only we're gonna be doing these amazing experiences where you can hire a chef and learn how to make that deconstructed chicken pot pie, but maybe a chef in Africa wants to learn how to make really good Louisiana style Creole food. And so we're gonna do chef to chef education so that a chef anywhere in the world can contact one of our chefs and they can get on a virtual call just like this and they can work together to learn how to cook different types of food
0: yeah no sounds really good and i obviously the the nature of what you're doing with it being all virtual is that the opportunities are endless so you can i i imagine eventually you want to be across as many countries as you can and the what you just said about kind of the chef to chef learning it's like it's another avenue for them to add to their skill set And it obviously will develop foods in different cultures, in different countries. I mean, you could you could be pioneers to bring in this really (laughs) niche food in a country to kind of one of the more mainstream places. So it's really, really that's our goal.
1: Yeah, that is our goal. We want that chef to chef education to really begin to blossom. We've opened up a social media page just for our chefs so they can communicate. And get to learn from each other. And then we have once a month, all of our chefs come together on a call using our video conference. And we talk about Diri Dari, the future of Diri Dari. What is going to be our next goal? What are we going to achieve that month? And how the chefs are going to be a part of that. And then, of course, let them communicate. We've got chefs right now signing up from South Africa, from London, and we have chefs all over the United States, all with their own unique culinary skills. So let them talk, let them get to learn from each other. And then let's take that and use it, like you said, to bring unique food to the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. Um, the community feel, I think is a really, really important aspect. And I think it's something that is going to stay like, obviously when we start to turn to some normality, I think this hybrid way of thinking is set to stay. Um, people are now more used to kind of the way we are living and the way we're working. Um, and yeah, you're, you're providing a, a better avenue for chefs to learn from each other. Cause obviously before all this happened, it was probably more, you probably learn from people who you look up to in your same areas. There's probably a lot less, a lot less of this going over video. Um, so it's really good. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: for, uh, following on, like, what are the most What are the most popular courses or foods that people kind of want to learn at the moment on your platform?
1: At the moment, a lot of it is desserts. Yeah. We get, we're, we're finding that right now, um, maybe because of the weather. We're getting a lot of younger um, customers in their 20s who are trying to connect with their mom or their dad or their sister or their girlfriend. And so they, they want to cook a dessert And have the pleasure of being with a chef to teach them the foundations of how to make a really good brownie or how to make a really good, uh, all kinds of stuff. There's one, the strawberry thing that uh, Hannah does. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, so we're getting a lot of people coming on the platform, connecting with a loved one and cooking desserts. But that's not all, of course. I mean, we've been getting some really fun corporate events as well where people, they want to find something, the human resources departments want to find something fun to do while everybody's at home and working from home. And so we have been opening our doors to that avenue as well. We've been getting a lot of corporate coming in, having groups of like six to eight employees cook together, have some fun with the chef. And it's been a mix of appetizers, desserts, and entrees as well. So lots and lots of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Like for a fact, there's this lag of people early doors were doing online quizzes every week, and I think people just started to get sick of them, didn't they? Uh, so, yeah, virtual virtual cooking class is a really good way to come together. I mean, our team ourselves, we're thinking of ways to kind of socialise, but not just having a kind of a video call, just actually being able to kind of engage with each other in a different way. And I think cooking classes definitely a thing. So, have you seen? Uh, I, I'm, I take it a lot of your business is um, uh, consumer-based, but are you starting to see it pick up then with um, corporate events and business events?
1: Yeah, we're getting a little bit of B2B, which, which is, uh, is fun. I mean, the corporate events was an avenue that we wanted to explore, and it's doing, we've, we've already booked, I think, seven different corporate events all together. Uh, mostly around the Christmas time, right? When we finished up our beta, we were getting a lot of calls for corporate events, which was a lot of fun. It was a virtual Christmas party. Yeah, Come together and we're going to make lasagna and everybody open their own bottle of wine and hang out and chat with a, you know, each other when in a non-work environment. So yeah, it's been really, really great. Yeah.
0: And if you had to pick one food that you could teach people, what would, it, what would your course be
1: personally? Oh, that would be... I'd have to teach everybody how to make a gumbo. A gumbo is a South Louisiana south Louisianian dish yeah. <laughs> or a Cajun dish or a Creole dish. Let's call it that. And where I am from, uh, way down South in Lafayette, Louisiana, we do it a very specific way. Uh, we don't use okra, none of that stuff. Oh, no, no, no. We just take a nice, nutty, thick brown roux that's almost black like my soul. And that's the foundation of this incredible soup. And just making the roux, requires at least a six pack of beer it takes a little bit of time and so you basically have to make the roux and then once you get done with the roux you got to let it cool throw some onions in there to kind of cool it down and then you can actually start with the soup and the soup is so good oh it's one of my all-time favorite dishes in the world and i'm a big fan of chicken and sausage or seafood gumbo both are really really good so yes yeah. that would be my course
0: <laughs> no, it sounds really good um and i think beer just makes everything better and i like even, even hearing <laughs> your hearing your stories earlier it seemed like beer was kind of the connecting factor it was kind of and it yeah it just makes food taste better it makes evenings taste better it's just <laughs> yeah really really good um so yeah i mean if you will kind of want to tell our listeners and watchers firstly if they're a chef and they want to join your platform how can they do that and then likewise if they're someone who wants to host uh, who wants to join a class uh, not class sorry a video with their family or friends
1: oh sam thank you well first off if you're a chef and you would like to join our platform it's free it's completely free all you have to do is go to deridari.com d-e-r-i d-a-r-i Dot com. And at the very bottom of the page, you'll see where it says, want to sign up to be a chef on Diri Dari? Click on that. You'll find a form that you have to fill out. Once you fill out the form, we're going to get in touch with you. We interview every chef live. We want to get to know you. We want to make sure that we're going to be a nice fit. And Chef Joshua Northcutt or, or Chef Jonathan Graver is going to contact you. They're going to just sit down with you, talk about what's going on. And if it's a good fit, then we're going to give you your access to your admin portal where you can put up your recipes, your meal planning, your kitchen skills, whatever you want to try and put on the platform to sell. Now on the customer side, same thing, head on over to Diri Dari, D-E-R-I-D-A-R-I.com. When you get there, you'll find amazing lists of recipes, different types of meals and all of our chefs with a little bio about each chef. If you don't see what you're looking for, or you don't see the date and time that you're looking for, just contact the chef. It's right there, right down the screen. It says, contact me, because the chefs are just waiting to talk to you and they will work with your schedule to ensure that you, and if you want to bring in some loved ones or some friends, can all get together on a virtual kitchen with that chef and have a great meal.
0: Amazing. Uh, Yeah, I've been after this call i'm definitely gonna speak to my family see if we can see if we see if there's something we all usually want to cook because that's that's one of the problems as well is finding something that everyone likes uh very true
1: yeah no Um, yeah we yeah we've been getting a lot of customers who've been coming on board and trying to find something that they don't know how to cook and so it's funny because like the moms of like, well, I know how to make really, really good chicken pot pie. I don't need to learn how to make that. Or you got the kid who's like, oh, I can make the really good brownie mom. I don't need to do a course on it. And so what they're finding, what we're finding is they're going for the the courses that are really hard, like that really unique Hannah, chef Hannah, she's got this, this strawberry dish where she takes the strawberries and she uh, breaks them down and puts a little cream and sugar. And then she have to do like a little blowtorch thing to get it perfect. Oh, it's crazy. But that's what we're finding is those are the, the big hits right now. The ones that mom, mom and child both agree on that they don't know how to do. So it's a lot yeah. of fun.
0: No, it's good. Um, I, it, are there, so, you know, you just mentioned about the blowtorch thing. So are, are there are most of the courses, most of the um, experiences, ones where most people will have the household objects? Because obviously like- correct. I won't have a blowtorch. Like it, it yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. I might have
0: to. Yeah, I might have to get um, deodorant can and lighter. Do it that way. I don't <laughs> think it tastes that nice though. <laughs>
1: Oh, that would be horrible. (laughs) No, definitely. The first thing you're going to see when you go to the course page. So let's go to that strawberry, uh, the example of Hannah's strawberries. We, on that page, on the description, big bold letters, it says all the equipment that you're going to need. And if you don't have the equipment, you can always contact Hannah and be like, Hannah, I don't have a blowtorch, but I do have a can of deodorant. Will that work? and see what she says i'm just curious
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it'd have to be strawberry flavored deodorant by all means oh
1: goodness
0: (laughs) but no um thank yeah thank you for chatting to me today it was really good to hear about dairy dairy your story and what you're doing for chefs in general like it's just it's a really good feel good story but no thank you for chatting
1: Thank you for having me here on Fortnite. It has been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you today and with, of course, your listeners. I'm super excited. So thank you very, very much.
0: Thanks for joining us today. As always, if you want to check us out, if you've got any design needs, look at us at fortnite.studio.